Hi, welcome to Reset Your Mindset by Life Stance Health. Myself, Dwight Thompson, and my co-host, Nicolette Lianza, will bring you conversations with leading Life Stance Health professionals who will help guide you on your journey to positive mental health and well-being. At Life Stance, we believe in the three pillars of mental health, mental flexibility, mindfulness, and resilience. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us again and tuning in to the Life Stance Health Reset Your Mindset podcast. Today, we are really excited to have um, first-time guest Stephanie Phillips joining us, along with a voice that you've heard on this platform before with Dr. Omar El-Hajj, our Division Director of Special Projects. Um, so, Dr. El-Hajj, welcome back. And Stephanie, welcome to the first time. We are thrilled to have you. Um, so, Stephanie, before we get started here, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Well, I am a licensed uh, independent social worker in the state of Ohio. I also have my license in Kentucky. Down there, I'm considered a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I've been practicing for about nine years now. Uh, My special focus, I guess I would say, is on trauma. So um, the therapy modality that I use most frequently is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is known by the acronym EMDR. I also, um, because of my specific training and the uh, company that I went through for that, I have a mindfulness focus. There are various focuses with EMDR depending on um, your specific training program, and mine happens to be mindfulness-based. Um, mindfulness principles really dovetail Uh, nicely with EMDR in terms of maintaining present awareness and um, meditation and those kinds of principles. Um, So specifically, I have specific training in um, perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. So kind of colloquially colloquially known as um, postpartum depression. So postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, Because of my trauma training, I actually have a special um, kind of niche focus and interest in specifically birth-related trauma. Um, Yeah, I graduated from the University of Kentucky, so I was down, I started my practice down in Kentucky, and I've been up here in the Cleveland area for just about two years now. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. You certainly work with a uh, very specific population and uh, incredible work, so we're we're thrilled uh, to have you. And so Dr. El-Hajj, um, for those that maybe not have heard you on this platform again, again, we're really thankful that you joined us again. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Thank you, Dwight and Nikki, for having me. Uh, this has um, been a really a wonderful medium. Uh, the two of you have created to help uh, spread the word about wellness, about resilience, especially in um, you know this um, era of um, traumatic change uh, during the COVID-19. Uh, so kudos to both of you. Um, Thank you. I'm um, a psychiatrist by training, uh, specialized um, in um, addiction and geriatric care, and um, my passion is for um, working with people who live with a dual diagnosis. Um, I worked in the VA for about five years, and this is where uh, my interest um, and learning uh, curiosity began uh, with post-traumatic stress disorder, Um, and um, then that started to grow more into not just militarily-based uh, trauma, but um, traumas um, that um, 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 can happen um, um, across uh, the lifespan um, at um, um, uh, any aspects. 
Um, I'm very glad to actually be teaming up uh, with uh, Stephanie today because I cannot wait to hear what she has to say um, about, um, you know, all the traumas uh, that, um, you know, of, um, a lot of people dealing with and how we can convert that into positive. So um, thank you again for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. Um, and Dr. Alhaus, as always, thank you so much for just some of your background. So today we're going to be talking a lot about post-traumatic growth. Um, you hear post-traumatic, probably the first thing you want to say is stress disorder. Mm -hmm. um, but today we're actually going to talk about post-traumatic growth. Um, so Stephanie, we'll start with you. What is post-traumatic growth? Well, post-traumatic growth is a um, really interesting phenomenon that's been observed um, over time. Um, and it is it just basically, in a nutshell, kind of refers to this idea or this observation that people have had over the years that um, sometimes in the wake of trauma, whether that's kind of a more single incident trauma that we think of, you know, kind of an assault, um, a really bad car accident, something that kind of threatens life and limb, or whether it's maybe something that is kind of a more um, complex trauma, a trauma event that kind of extends over a greater amount of time. Um, that actually in the wake of enduring some kind of trauma, we actually see people who um, function better in the wake of that trauma, that they um, come out of it kind of stronger um, in some way uh, and just grow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. post-traumatic growth is, is uh, it's right there in the name, you know, just that, that growth that... Um, kind of better level of functioning or higher, higher level of functioning that we see after people have endured something that is very, very um, traumatic and difficult and challenging. Yeah. And this is a good leeway into what we've been going through currently with mm -hmm. COVID, right? Yeah, I, I think definitely. we can collectively say that this has been traumatizing on many different levels. So it makes sense that we'd be pairing post-traumatic growth with COVID and how to navigate this, right? And, Absolutely. And yeah. this is where this episode will talk about the good that can come from this. Never right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think something like, like COVID-19 is interesting in the sense that it's this kind of collective trauma experience. You know, we're, sure. we're kind of all enduring this, this big event together. Of course, right. all of our different experiences, depending on what we're going through, you know, some of us have lost jobs, some of us are still working. Mm -hmm. um, some of us are, you know, like in the in the instance of the class of 2020, whether we're talking about high school seniors or college seniors, um, some of us are losing these kind of milestone events sure. that we've been looking forward to for years. Um, some of us are, you know, it, we're kind of more living our regular life with kind of relative relatively mild adjustments. You know, some of us are working from home. Some of us are still working in grocery stores or working in hospitals. Right. So it's, it's interesting to me that we're all kind of enduring this collective trauma. And sure. so, <laughs> but at the same time, we're all having a very different experience of it. Yeah. And it looks different yes. for all of us. Very true. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Dr. Alhaj, please share with us your thoughts about post-traumatic growth. I couldn't agree more with Stephanie. Um, the concept of post-growth uh, from a psychological perspective and academic perspectives, you know, been talked about for probably for the past uh, decade or so, it started in the University of North Carolina in Charlotte. But 
when we look at um, you know humanity and uh, religions and mythologies, I mean across um, continents and cultures and millennia, the concept that pain and suffering and struggle can spur. Um, uh, growth and improvement and advancement has been as long as um, a human uh, existed. Um, um, they actually have looked at um, factors that can enhance and nurture that. And one of them is actually spirituality. The other one is social support. But uh, some research actually shown that there is a neurobiological um, um, aspects to that, I mean, especially um, in terms of how some people respond differently to uh, the stress in the hypothalamic pituitary uh, um, adrenocortical pathways in the brain. So um, this is really an all-encompassing experience, and um, mm -hmm. I would love to, you know, hear more from Stephanie about um, how has that been, you know, observed in the actual patients uh, that she has seen in the past uh, few months now. Yeah, one interesting thing that I've that I seem to notice from from my clients is the people that um, whether I've been seeing them for trauma or whether I was just seeing them for kind of more generalized anxiety is that they, um, they seem to be functioning better <laughs> um, in, the, in the wake of all of these changes. And, and the interesting thing to me is at least how I interpret it is that that is kind of a sign of the resilience that we, the type of resilience we see with post-traumatic growth, you know, people who have, they've kind of put it in terms of, you know, like, welcome to my world where I have anxiety, you know, kind of the rest of the world that maybe hasn't struggled with anxiety, hasn't had mm -hmm. problems with trauma, are kind of now um, getting some insight into, according to how they feel, getting some insight into how they feel all the time. And so they are, they seem to be functioning better. They seem to be handling things. Um, and I kind of chalk it up to that resilience that does come as a result of whether it's trauma or just kind of the skills that you need to build to kind of navigate your way through a world where you feel anxious and, and you feel like there's a lot of threats around um, mm -hmm. and building that resiliency and building those coping skills to kind of manage through life with anxiety or life with trauma symptoms. And so I think, I think that that, that really speaks a lot to post-traumatic growth, you know, as, as a concept is that they're able to, know how to navigate this. Stephanie, your points were very poignant. Um, and you're right, it does speak volumes to the strength um, that individuals have um, during this time and during trauma um, in general, and, and, and sort of what people are capable of. Um, you know, but one thing that was repeatedly mentioned uh, was sort of the buzzword that you hear frequently, which is resilience. Um, and Stephanie, you touched on that quite frequently. Uh, resilience and post-traumatic growth are are thought of um, often as synonymous, but there there is a difference that lies between resilience and post-traumatic growth. Um, what would one say to the difference that is there and how they are not necessarily synonymous? So let me jump in there because one of the ways I define post-traumatic growth is the meaning we make to our trauma. You know, it's the lessons we learned and also the meaning and the purpose it was that it was in our life. And I separate that from, the res from resilience in the fact that I see it as like bouncing back. It's how you bounce back is what I see resilience as. So it is two separate things, but they definitely interplay together pretty well. 
So one is the bouncing back from the trauma, but the other one, as you bounce back, is looking back, what is the lesson learned? What was the meaning that came out of that that trauma, which is so key with post-traumatic growth. So that's how I personally would define and differentiate differentiate the two for sure. So, you know, during trauma, people have the tendency to view themselves as weak, um, whether it's during the trauma or after the trauma. And it's so important to um, have the outlook on yourself and sort of the introspection to see yourself from a strength-based perspective. Stephanie, what advice would you give to someone when it comes to reframing the way you're viewing yourself during trauma? Well, I mean, I think, I think speaking of the whole concept of resilience, you know, sometimes that is, or often, I guess I should say, that is one thing that a lot of people can kind of find, um, find solace and start kind of find the starting point for um, post-traumatic growth is just from that simple fact of, you know, I, I went through this life altering, sometimes life threatening experience of this trauma and, and I made it through, I'm still here. I survived this, this Mm -hmm. huge trauma. And I mean, that is no small feat. The fact that we are able Mm -hmm. to survive and, um, Sometimes when we are in the immediate aftermath or the immediate wake of it, just being able to get out of bed, being able to put one foot in front of the other and continue on and certainly, you know, reach out for support, reach out for help, whether it's just from friends and loved ones or whether it's from an actual professional, whether it's seeking therapy. I mean, that shows an extraordinary amount of strength and courage to just say, you know, I got through this. And and a lot of times that in and of itself can be really healing to just have that recognition of this is something that I can survive. This is something that didn't, um, didn't break me and didn't, you know, might've slowed me down a little temporarily, but it didn't, it didn't stop me. And often what I find is that people don't realize how strong they are. I think sometimes when they do come out of it and you help them reframe it of like, look at that, you're stronger than you thought you were. I think that's so key of the reframe of you're stronger than you were, or you made it through. Look at that. I think those are all key reframes to help someone really look at Mm -hmm. that trauma, even in in this age of COVID and looking at it, how as a society, how, and I think this is still yet to be determined of how we're going to navigate, continue to navigate through it and out of it and, and lessons learned and stuff like that about pandemics, you know, hopefully Hopefully we don't have another pandemic, but lessons learned from this pandemic to hopefully prevent the next one too. Nikki, I could not agree with you more. I mean, especially about our country and our society. I mean, look at the trauma of the World War uh, II and what we have done uh, through Mm. and post of it. Um, uh, The the largest industrial expansions, uh, the largest uh, college education that we've ever had. So as a country, we know how to convert a trauma, a tragedy into an opportunity for growth and um, to really um, expand our horizon. So I have no doubt that we will be better off, um, you know, uh, post-COVID-19. Um, um, and one of the things that I actually, you know, talk to, you know, my family, um, uh, to you guys as, as my colleagues and to my patients is that with all the challenges that we all have faced, 
I believe that the silver lining that we have all existentially experienced in this um, uh, trauma um, has been a growth enhancing and uh, a tremendous opportunity to, you know, um, in a way, stop time and think about what really is important yeah. to us. Yeah. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. unfortunately right. for mm -hmm. the majority of us, we've been so busy with life running and running and running. And a lot of times, you know, putting important things on the side because we always convince ourselves that we don't have time for it. And now with this, I mean, trauma right. um, has allowed us the time to stop and to think and to reevaluate yep. what is really important in our life and what is not. So I have no doubt that individually and collectively as society, we will actually find a mm -hmm. tremendous opportunity for post-traumatic growth out of this. You know, so I, I am, to be honest yeah. with you, yeah. very optimistic about where we're going to be going in the future. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love it. And, and it speaks, it actually speaks directly to something Stephanie alluded to early on in the recording is um, the mindfulness piece that I know, Stephanie, mm -hmm. you work on and you mm -hmm. encourage so much. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Stephanie, let me ask you this. History mm -hmm. does repeat itself. We're aware of that. Dr. Alhaz just gives plenty of examples for it. Can you prepare for post-traumatic growth? I mean, I, I think you, I think you can prepare for um, the unexpected <laughs> to an extent. Um, one one mm -hmm. phrase that has really stuck with me is a phrase that it was originally apparently in um, the movie from the 1960s, Zorba the Greek, um, where he talks about the full catastrophe of life. And uh, John Kabat-Zinn actually used that for one of his book titles called Full Catastrophe Living. And so the whole concept is this idea of bad things are going to happen in our lives, good things are going to happen in our lives, and kind of embracing it all and saying, okay, you know, I'm going to take the good. I'm going to kind of sit with the good. I'm going to enjoy the good. When the bad comes, I'm going to sit with that as well. And I'm going to recognize that it's going to pass, you know, things, things are going to get easier. It may be really, really hard to see that right now. Things are going to get easier at some point. And mm -hmm. I think just recognizing that, and kind of rolling with that kind of sense of kind of like waves on an ocean, you know, <laughs> sometimes things are a little calmer, sometimes things are a little more peaceful, sometimes things are a little more rocky, but just kind of embracing the idea that bad things are going to happen, good things are going to happen, neutral things are going to happen, and I can handle it, mm -hmm. I can just take it as it comes, I think that's where we're able to kind of prepare, so to speak, and leave ourselves open, you know, like Dr. El Haj was saying, leave ourselves open to that idea that something positive can come out of things, you know, and sitting with the mm -hmm. difficult emotions when they come, but also recognizing those, those positives, those, yeah, having more time to do things that we might want to do and, and um, being open mm -hmm. to just whatever comes along. I think, I think that's how we prepare. Stephanie, wow, that was amazing. Yes, very, was well very well put. Thank you. And, and Dr. Elhaj, Stephanie, thank you both for joining us today and imparting your knowledge on this really interesting and important topic of post-traumatic growth. And you both, through your work with your own patients, I can see are just such um, 
meaning makers to them. And I definitely appreciate the work you do with your, your patients. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you Keep up the wonderful Thanks. work. Wow, Dwight. This was an amazing episode. Yes, it was. Gosh, I, I, we could definitely talk to them all day, Dr. Hodge and Stephanie, for sure. I think a few of my takeaways are how applicable post-traumatic growth is during this time of COVID and all of us navigating it and how mm-hmm. it is to, to grow from this, uh, use our coping skills as, as we're navigating it, our mindfulness skills, and also what meaning we can make. And I think that's the key to the post-traumatic growth. What about right. yourself? So, I mean, for me, it's honestly pretty simple. You're right. I, I, we could have talked to them all day. They mm-hmm. were um, just a plethora of knowledge. Um, I got to be candid. For me, it was pretty simple. Um, and it sounds so cliche, but Stephanie just reiterated it and reiterated it. It um, This too shall pass. I know that we've, mm-hmm. you know, had a few episodes where we're, t- we're talking. Our discussion is centered around COVID-19, but um, it is important to be mindful of the climate we're in. Um, and I felt like this episode did a great job of showing that this too shall pass. And there is some optimism um, to be had. Um, and it, it just, uh, I just thought Stephanie and Dr. El had some very poignant words about post-traumatic growth um, and the strength um, that lies within us. It's just a matter of tapping into it. Yes, for sure. Can't agree with you more. That's for sure. Thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in to the Reset Your Mindset podcast by Life Stance Health. Our podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the entire Life Stance family, we wish everyone good health and safety, and until next time.